0: You know what? I'm going to make you put both versions um, in the show notes, and we're going to see what the listener thinks. (laughs) Because the listener's going to be on my side. The listener's
1: uninformed as well. Welcome to ADSP, the podcast, episode 56, recorded on December 5th, 2021. My name is Connor, and today with my co-host, Bryce, we live code a BQN solution to a leak code problem. This is part two of a two-part episode. I recommend checking out the first episode before listening to this one. So before we hop into part two of this two-part episode, I am going to briefly cover the problem description that we're going to be solving so basically it's a toy problem you're given two inputs a list of numbers and a target value in the form of a single number and basically what you are asked to return is the indices that the target value would show up if you were to sort the list of numbers that you're given so for instance if the list of numbers you're given is 20 30 10 and your target value is 20 After you sort that list of numbers, it's going to be 10, 20, 30, and then the index that the 20, your target value shows up, is 1. And if there were multiple 20s, so if it was 20, 20, 30, 10, then instead of returning just a single one, you'd be returning index 1 and 2 because the 20s would be in the middle indices. Hope that makes sense. Now let's hop into the episode. And now let's go and do something similar in BQM. So let's hop over to our Next gen APL. Um,
0: wait, wait, wait! Finally, an APL for your flying saucer.
1: Yeah, that's uh, that's uh, Marshall Lockbaum's like, uh, you know, wants it to run everywhere kind of thing. Um, so I, I think it's a bad motto. But hey, uh, if <laughs> you're is. listening, Marshall. Uh, don't, don't 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 at me. Um, so first thing we're gonna do. You you
0: you can't at him and you can't at me because it is a bad motto. Um, you should change it.
1: Um. Uh, the first thing we do here, we've got our one, two, five, three, two array, and we're going to sort it, which is a single character. We've got to zoom out here a little bit so you can see the result. Now we've sorted. Now in order to get our uh, sort of elements that are equal to our target, we just here our target value is two, and we go equal, and boom, you have a boolean mask that represents where you had the target value. And so it, the result right now is zero, one one, zero zero. And there happens to be an algorithm or a glyph in BQN and also J and APL. It's called uh, where in BQN and uh, APL. It's called indices in J. And it's a slash. And if you do this, it just returns you the indices that correspond to those ones. So that is like three characters on top of the two... Um, arguments that are sort of inline here, but let's make this point free. So what is the, what's the name of this? It's target indices. So let's call this uh, target indices arrow and we're going to call this by doing target indices and then copying this over. So we can just turn this into like an inline lambda. Wait,
0: why is there the two there?
1: So that's uh, it's a binary function. So there's two arguments, and binary functions are infix in APLs, like BQN.
0: Wait, what are the two arguments?
1: So two is the left argument, and...
0: Wait, but why is it taking two as an argument? I'm confused.
1: Oh, that's the target value.
0: Oh, okay.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: <laughs> Less confused now. Thank you.
1: And so we can replace our left argument here, which is W, and right argument, which is X. And so this should give us 1, 2.
0: Wait, whoa, whoa. whoa, whoa. What happened with W and...
1: So W is our left argument. X is our right argument. Okay. Um, In APL, it's alpha and (laughs) omega. But we're going to change this to point free because...
0: Shouldn't... Yeah, okay. All right. All right. I'm going to shut up for a minute and let you do your thing.
1: (laughs) And so what we have here is, you know, a unary operation being applied to our list, which is sort. And then a binary function that's taking the result of that sorted list and checking whether any of those elements are equal to um, our target value. And so we can turn this to point free by doing the following. Um, We're gonna turn this into a fork and basically uh, this is gonna be taking the target value on the left. So it's saying take the target value on the left and then we're going to do the same thing over here and say take the one on the right. But we want to um, compose these together and say, basically, after you do this binary function, apply this unary function. So this is the B1 combinator, the blackbird. together. Oh, this...
0: Hang on. You've, 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 lo- you've lost me at some point here.
1: So remember that we have done in the past our forks, which are A, B, and C. So currently, A on the left is... Uh, left meaning given two arguments here take the left one and then equal is our binary function Mm -hmm. and on the right is a composition of sort plus right so first we want to say only take our right argument and then we want to sort it and because this is a binary operation takes two arguments only take and then discards the left one And this is a unary operation. This is an example of the b1 combinator. And then when you compose these things in parentheses, that gives you the golden eagle, a specialization of the e hat combinator. And what's awesome is that without any parentheses, or without, like there's two different ways to spell the b1 combinator. Um, You can spell it by using this sort of symbol or just by juxtaposing, like putting side by side a unary and a binary function. And this is a unary function, and our e specialization of the e-hat combinator is a binary function. So when you just, this is the equivalent of this, just because there's nothing else going on. Um, and
0: Wait, why isn't that true for the sort and the right side?
1: Because uh, it's going to eagerly try and make a, a fork out of this, either a unary or dyadic one so we need to compose this to say this is a unary function so Um, the
0: composition has a stronger um operator precedence
1: correct yes yeah
0: dude just use parentheses and like what 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 have parentheses done to hurt you
1: and we can delete the only remaining two parentheses because this this forms (laughs) this forms a fork which is a a binary operation and this is a unary operation so implicitly this is the b1 combinator Con- connor Boom. Right,
0: co- come on come on connor this is this is strictly less readable than what you had before
1: i disagree i disagree it is <laughs> you, beautiful you
0: are you are assumed like people can understand the basic um the basic combinators um and when you have the parentheses and the clear nesting like this is all very intuitive You are relying upon the specific rules of precedence for the specific operators in this specific language for how you construct this and not like you're assuming that everybody's going to read and understand all of those precedence rules and be able to apply them on the spot to be able to disentangle what this is doing. Like... Like if you if 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 you use the parentheses here, even if I don't know what the specific operations are, I at least would understand the structure of the problem.
1: But that's because you know how parentheses evaluate. Like the readability of this is informed by your understanding of how like, parentheses but, are but like evaluated. I
0: only have to understand. I only have to understand how one thing evaluates parentheses. Your for <laughs> your form of this one has to understand how all of these things evaluate and which of these things are binary and unary I mean
1: I mean the argument you're making here is like okay why do we have multiplication let's just use addition for everything because then I only have to know one binary operator plus no, and I can I can still that. do I can still do exponents and I can still do multiplication by just repeatedly is- adding it's that it's the same all. argument. That it's the
0: same argument. I said no. I, no, <laughs> you're, you're saying
1: that like oh, parentheses is one thing. Here, I need to know the B one combinator, the two different ways of spelling it, the uh the S or it's not an S prime combinator. It's a specialization of the E hat combinator. Like I have to know all that stuff. Um, and it's like, yeah, you, know you do.
0: What? I, I'm gonna make you put both versions on um in the show notes, and we're gonna see what the listener thinks. Because the I mean, listener's gonna be on my the side. The listener's
1: uninformed as well.
0: Uh, <laughs> Connor, do you want this podcast to be <laughs> successful? Hip sum, so, might I suggest that you not insult the dear listener?
1: It's like asking someone that doesn't speak Chinese or like know, you know, any of the radicals. It's like, oh, what do you what what do you think about the readability of this? Of this, uh, and it's like, oh, well, one of the solutions makes use of something that's in the individual's lexicon. They know what parentheses are, so they can identify those and go, oh, I know some of that structure. But, like, that's yeah. only because they know that's like, it's, you know, I was just having this conversation with a, a prophet, uh, one of the local universities, about, you know, small talk versus APL, and that um, a- APL is very opaque. But, like, I, my point that I made to him is that, like, the opacity of a language. Um, Like, and he said that small talk is so much readable, but that's because small talk is so much more similar to English, the language that, like, everyone knows. Just because something is different than the language that you speak doesn't, like, doesn't necessitate that it's actually more opaque. Like, we know what parentheses do, therefore this one seems more familiar. And it's like, well, that's like the difference between showing a paragraph of Chinese symbols versus a paragraph of Chinese symbols with some English words littered in. And you, you ask which one... Is is can you make more sense of? And it's like, well, of course, the one that has more English words in that you know is is more readable.
0: I I, I Fantastic understand point. the point I that you're trying to make. I think you are completely wrong, and I think that pe- <laughs> I think that when we take this to Twitter, uh, people are going to agree with me.
1: Uh, I mean, and I I agree, you will win on Twitter, but that doesn't mean that you're right. <laughs> 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 that,
0: that is a fair enough point. All right, Um, now let's see how we would solve this the efficient way.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. So that's, I, it's pretty fun. It's pretty fun. So let's, uh, let's comment out this for now. And yeah, let's just, let's build it up in lines again. So the first thing we want to do is check how many elements are less than our target. Um, And we do that with just two less than our list. And to get equal, we just do two equal list. So how do we how do we do wait, those wait, at the wait, same wait. time?
0: That, that, that kid, does that, but does that give you the count of elements, or does that give you?
1: It just gives you a yeah. mask. So all you have to do is a plus
0: reduction. Yeah, i us say a reduction. Yeah.
1: And we need to do composition here, or not? It's actually composition. It's partial application. We're uh, binding two to the equal sign and the less than sign. So for equal, we get two, oh. and for less than. <laughs>
0: Hang on. We hang get on, one. Hang on. Explain explain what you just did.
1: Uh so this little circle with a line coming out of it is called, I think, before, but it basically just means like partial application. You're binding two as the left argument to your binary operation either equal or okay, so it's, uh, turn,
0: it's turning that into a unary operation and then uh, Yep. The and so now that we have two
1: w- unary operations composed or or juxtaposed, that's the B combinator. So it's the equivalent I, of just doing one after the other
0: which is uh, i'm I'm confused you've lost me um what is the little back tick like thing
1: that's uh, reduce
0: the plus is not reduced the back tick like thing is reduced
1: the plus is a binary operation as it is in every thing like mathematics
0: (laughs) oh okay i i i get what you're saying it's like this
1: equivalent of stood colon colon plus parentheses parentheses that you pass to std.reduce. std.reduce is a algorithm that takes a binary operation.
0: Yes, I, 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 I now see what this does. Okay, let's move on.
1: Uh, so once you have this, you can basically, let's just catenate them for now. Um, and we can just basically copy and paste this. And instead of this, we want equals, and then we can turn this all into a fork. And so now we have the count of values that are less than our target, and the count of values that are equal to our target, and once wait,
0: wait, wait, okay, wait, what? Okay, you have those two cat counts, but then what? What? What is the concatenate?
1: Concatenates just putting them next to each other. So this is this evaluates to oh, one. Okay, all right. And this but, evaluates well, to
0: two. Right, but the the <laughs> this is perhaps a bad input example because. Um, Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah, because the, the correct result is also um, is, is the same as...
1: The first two elements.
0: Yeah. Or, or the, 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 the correct elements for it to return are... I don't know what I'm saying.
1: So, yeah, I just multiplied all the elements in the target value by 10. Yeah. So now we have 10, 20, 50, 30, 20. And the result is that no, you no, get... No, no, what
0: hang on. That, that, that doesn't change anything because the, the correct output indices are 1 and 2.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, sure. Let's and, do. And, and,
0: uh, the, and the answer to how many elements are less than uh, the target is one, and how many elements are equal to the target is two. So you'd have to change the order.
1: Or just add a bunch more 20. Sure. So now I have 10, 20, 50, 30, 20, 20, 20. So you've got four elements that are equal to 20.
0: I am and satisfied.
1: One that's less. And so what we can do now is we can just add uh, iota which looks different and it's called range in BQM. And I think this, actually this isn't gonna work. So we need to do.
0: Yeah, I was gonna say, how would that work?
1: This. And so now we've got one still evaluating as our left. And then we've got IOTA, which is zero index. So it's zero, one, two, three. And then all we have to do is replace our catenate with plus, And now you're adding one to every single one of the IOTA values. So you're gonna end up with one, two, three, four. What? Boom. That's crazy. Um, um, and, and this is hang like... On, hang on, hang on, hang Yeah, me, what's let up? Me, let,
0: me, let, me, let me process, let me process. Yeah, okay, I guess that works, that's clever. Now, can you lift out the... Oh,
1: let's go there, let's go there, man. I love where your head's at, I love where your head's at. Um, so yeah, Bryce is basically asking, because we've got a lot of commonality here. Um, the Basically, yeah, the, pl- the plus reduce, effect. and then basically binding the target value to our binary operation. The only thing that's different between those two is one's using a less than or a greater than, a less than, I guess, and one of them is using an equal. So let's see if we can do that. Let's go to, and actually, so we're not actually, wait, the first thing we should do is pass 20 in here because we have a unary function where we have the 20 hard-coded. That's not good. And so...
0: You're trying to keep it point-free, aren't you?
1: Wait, does this actually work? I never did this before. Oh my god. That is so beautiful. Oh my god. Can I get rid of the parentheses here now too?
0: <laughs> he just He's just a <laughs> madman, people. <laughs>
1: <laughs> wow. That is so beautiful.
0: Can we get rid of the parentheses?
1: Uh, we cannot. And why does that not work? Because, yeah, we need this whole thing to evaluate as uh, a single operation. So what we have now here is parentheses plus reduce uh, greater than, M parentheses, plus parentheses range uh, dot uh, plus reduce equals.
0: <sighs> you know what the scariest thing is? The scariest thing is that that actually kind of makes sense to me.
1: And and let's let's see if we can factor out. So
0: yeah, now now what we're what we're trying to factor out is the is the the plus reduce the plus yeah, and then you know some operation because we should only need to do that.
1: So really what really what we're doing is we want the left and right binary functions on our dyadic fork um, to just be greater than and equals. So we want the greater than to be on the left, and the equals to be on the right. And then we're going to use something called the Psi Combinator, which basically takes two arguments, pre-processes both of those arguments by applying a unary operation. In this case, reduction or, or summation. And once we've done that, I think it's k here, what do we want to do? We want basically to call range on one of these values, uh, which we're going to need to compose like this. And then the other one is just, we're not doing anything to it. That doesn't look that like that worked, did it? That produced
0: the desired result.
1: So let's see what happens when we uh, delete this and we just use catenation here. So we get wait, how, three how, how 10. Would this,
0: how would this possibly give you the right result? You don't have you, you. got rid of less than. No, it's over here. Oh, I missed that.
1: Although, actually, yeah, there was an extra plus sign in there. You're right. Oh my god! But so we did it. We did. No, it.
0: wait. No way. That works.
1: Yeah. What was? What was? What did we have before? Though, let's. Because uh, I'm not yeah, actually yeah, sure which yeah, one. That
0: was. That was. That was. Very nice.
1: We have that with a plus. Yeah,
0: plus. Um, and then, then yeah, the little the dot. Then you had a dot too.
1: So why is the reason that this one oh, ends wait, wait, up being? Wait, you, you
0: had to, you had a dot between the rain...
1: Oh yeah, that's right. That's plus. right. So it's actually boom.
0: Check out my BQN knowledge.
1: Yeah, Bryce, you're leveling up. Wow, isn't that isn't that phenomenal?
0: Wait, wait, did we check out the set that the original one works because?
1: Yep, they yeah. still give the same result. That oh, boy. That
0: is phenomenal. That is phenomenal. Like, there's
1: something, you know, say what you will about readability and, you know, practical use of this and whether people would actually. But, like, there is something, there's something just so beautiful. So, so like, it's just, it, it's, it's exactly what is, needs to be done. Nothing more, you know? So,
0: when you write the parallel version of this, um, you presumably don't want to do it with two actual count-if passes. You just do it with one pass,
1: yeah, so I'm not you, sure you just, how you
0: just, you, you just test. You you can do both the count for equal and the count for less than in the same the same time.
1: Yeah, yeah, I'm not exactly sure how a compiler because this is a fork.
0: Well, I mean, I think if you look at the second version here that we have, where we lifted out the um or no, yeah, if you look at the, fir- the s- switch the order of those two there. Switch the order of those those two definitions because that. Yes, that's the most refined version. If you look at this final most refined version, um, I think that it's pretty clear from that that you can figure that the compiler can figure out to do it in one pass, because um, you've got you only have the one reduction there.
1: It's one reduction that's being applied to two different sequences, right? R-
0: right, right. But but well, it's two pseudo sequences.
1: Yes, it's, it's two pre-processed sequences, right. but like those two reductions can't be fused. Why not? Because at the end of the day...
0: They, they, they are pre-processed sequences that come from the same source sequence.
1: But the interim sequence is different, right?
0: Um, yes, but I'm pretty sure the compiler could figure out that... I'm pretty sure the compiler could, could figure this out and do this in a single pass... Um, you just figure out, Hey, I need to transform, you know, for each element, I need to transform it, um, into these two different pre-processed pseudo elements and then feed it into this reduction.
1: Yeah. Wow. I
0: mean, I think it's, I think it's pretty, it's pretty clear to you and I that we could write, you know, a, a thrust reduce that does this in a single pass. Yes. And I mean, I think it, I think it is also the case that all of the information that the compiler would need to do that optimization should be here, too.
1: That is true, really. Yeah. You're just getting a pair of numbers out of this. And ultimately, you could do this in a single reduction that is doing a basically projection. You're doing a unary operation that modifies it. And then you're doing a summation for both of those.
0: Now we just have to go write said compiler. Yeah. Or more accurately, you have to go right side compiler <laughs> and I will get Popcorn Watch.
1: Yeah. Isn't this crazy, though?
0: It is crazy. It is. Like, it's, it's, it's elegant.
1: It's phenomenal. Like, um, And that's the thing is I solved this and I initially was like, oh, my goodness, this is one of the most beautiful, you know, BQN expressions I've seen. And then, like, was trying to fall asleep, was dead tired at, like, midnight the other night on Friday and was just like, holy smokes, you don't need to sort and then I, like, jumped out of bed, went to BQN, wrote these things. Didn't actually – I have it literally uh, – You here, I'll show you. On my other screen, this is my other computer, and uh, it actually – it has the exact same things. But you'll note that the, the twos are still I, – I didn't – we did even better here. Um, yeah.
0: I want want to note that right now Connor is sharing his screen with me and I'm looking at BQN and Connor has also taken his laptop where previously I saw his smiling face and now that is pointing at a different computer screen that also has BQN on it. So Connor is is sharing two separate video streams (laughs) of BQN with me right now.
1: Yeah. Wouldn't it be crazy too if... If this, because really this here is we are, like, this is basically, this could be a combinator that, like, I think in J, a dyadic hook probably does something like this, where this is, like, the equivalent, like, where it says two juxtapositions of a binary and a unary function are apply the unary to one of them, uh, to the right one, and then take the left argument just as is, and then the binary operation like this would be possible although in j they chose you know dyadic and unary hooks to mean something different than they do like hooks don't exist in apl and we use the b1 combinator and the b combinator but you could spell this with some kind of you know other uh combinator here which would then even make it i think even more but then that's once again it's like you know here's psi it's it's that's the question is how much do you expect people to know and in my opinion these composition patterns like once it's like entering the matrix like once you once you start to see them like you can't you can't they're everywhere it's all
0: that's 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 that would be exiting the matrix entering the matrix means that you're would mean that you're like unaware of the reality of nature exiting the matrix would be the the thing that you're looking for but anyways i just got got
1: nerd owned nerd owned
0: (laughs) boom uh, yeah, feel you bad. Should, you, but you should put that that last one back so that we can show the uh, show the user the, the the listener the dear listener. Um, yeah, if they're if they're BQ. still
1: listening, yeah, if they're still <laughs> listening, this is. Uh... I
0: don't I don't know how many more of these BQN episodes we can do before we start. Like they are the most fun episodes for you and I to do, but I can't tell. how They're probably fun the we worst to listen listener.
1: to. Yeah. <laughs> it's got it if they
0: are if they are let us know we'll uh hey we have we have some fun interviews coming up don't worry it's not all it's not all connor and price discovering bqn maybe maybe we got to do a youtube stream i think that's going to be that's going to be the solution here is that we got to have a youtube channel well i wasn't even sure what the youtube channel
1: yeah, I wasn't even sure what we were potentially, because last time we were talking about how we were going to delve into Thrust Partition, but I feel yeah. like we got to organize that with uh, Allison, and we'll just do like, yeah, we'll, we'll take half day off to. Yeah,
0: Alis- Allison that. Is, uh, is one of the engineers on my team who is the, the lead for uh, Thrust and Cub.
1: Yeah. What do you think of the, on the Matrix note? Are you worried or concerned or excited about the new movie?
0: I actually am not that big a fan of The Matrix. I just saw an opportunity to nerd on you and nerd on you. (laughs) Like, I know that there's a new movie. I don't really care about it that much.
1: Fair enough. Fair enough. We'll let the listener react to that. I'm sure a few people have been insulted. (laughs) Anything else we should say while we're, uh, before we close out this episode? I feel like this ended up being like an hour. So, I don't know if we're going to have to cut this into two parts or I should just leave this all yeah, as one.
0: I'm taking a look. We're looking at an hour and three minutes. But, I mean, but like 20 of those minutes was us talking about our dating life that you're going to have to cut out.
1: Yep. Yeah, we've been, we've been, Bryce and I, we joke about starting a, a, a second, not podcast, <laughs> but like series on this podcast where Fridays we release technical content and, you know, Mondays we release uh, our dating podcast. But uh, that's probably not going to happen. So, yeah. <laughs> probably we're gonna cut that out as well maybe I'll leave it we'll see <laughs>
0: we're gonna get ourselves in so much trouble Connor
1: why uh, is God. that it's, it's our podcast we talk about what we want
0: <laughs> yes but there are sometimes consequences for the things that we choose to say
1: thanks for listening we hope you enjoyed and have a great day